All right, let's get this over with. Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast about upcycling. It's Reclaimed Audio with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Phil Roots, and Tim Sway. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 48 for October 5th, 2016. This week's top Patreon supporters are Luis Gonzalez, Make Build Modify, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta, Ooh, an extra octave and note, Trustin Timber, Sean Petty, and Scott Turner. Bill, you were about to ask Tim why he's so tired. Let's let's do that in place of what he's working on. Um, oh, I'm, I just had a long week. I haven't actually been working on anything besides driving around and talking to people, which is all great, of course, but uh, it's actually somewhat tiring at the same time. Uh, so Thursday, I drove into New York City with Dave Gagne from Elm City, Elm City Vintage, and we picked up Jimmy Dress's old table saw and brought it back to my shop because he gave it to me seven months ago, but I never went and got it. <laughs> so I, I felt bad about that and he was going to try and bring it up because we we're going to have some funny one to see my shop and it just we're both too busy so i finally was like all right we'll do it bill the volsies in town i'll say hi to bill get to meet him in person um from one car workshop so we did that ended up spending a little bit of time there they had to run blah 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 whatever so then right after i leave like jocko whatever flies in and lands a couple hours later laura comp lands a couple hours later like all these people land for maker fair which i couldn't go to because i was going to my stepdaughter's uh parent weekend up in vermont which is way more important um i got to see my my stepdaughter and give her her belated birthday gift which i'll have a video for next week and um and then so i was up in vermont all weekend and then i drove back and then i just was like you know what these people aren't going to be in new york every week and i don't always have the opportunity to see them so i drove back to new york today and hung out with jimmy and i got to see and meet uh, for the first time in person, Laura Kampf and Jacko, whatever. And they are as awesome in person as you think they are from their videos. And uh, we had a great time. It was, it was a super awesome day, but I spent a lot of time in the car the past few days, and uh, I'm happy to not be driving right now. So tired. A little tired. Yeah. That sounds like a killer weekend, and I'm super jealous. Bill, you? You jealous? Oh, can I <laughs> talk now? Yeah, so was that long? Oh my god! I'm just doing what you did last week. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm Hardly. just. I got, I got yelled at. I got yelled at for talking over people, so I didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings. You were that barely a yelling. Yeah. But you don't realize how sensitive I am. See, that's the thing. You think because I look like I'm one of the toughest, handsomest people you've ever seen, week in and week out, that I don't have any feelings. But it's not true. I do. I'm a I very I'm a very oh. feel. I'm a very feelistic. <laughs> Where'd you get that? Where did you get that? Where did you get that? Uh, somebody, somebody said that it's not important. We're glossing right over politics. We're gonna okay. gloss right over that. Yeah. Um, I forgot what the question was, Phil. Could you ask me again? The question was, uh, "Hey, man, what are you up to?" Um. Um, 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 I'm making a, another, uh, remember I said I was going to do the light table thing for Scott Turner? Yes. Bigly, yes. No, you said okay. you're going to, you didn't say what it was. Now we know it's a table. Well, it's, I, it's, I'm not sure yet. And the, the, the idea number one, and I got to show you guys. So can, can you bear with me? Mm-hmm. Can we, can we do this? Yeah, go ahead. Let me, let me see if I can, can you see that? Dude, you said you were going to wear pants this week. <laughs> 
<laughs> Don't show us that. I, I see. I see it, oh, but I'm yeah. not sure oh, what cool. it is. It Wait, looks, now, now that I've gotten it part way, I'm thinking it looks like a sink. Yeah. It looks like a modern bathroom it looks sink. Like a vessel sink, yeah. Kind of looks like that thing you'd make cotton candy in. Or one of those, or kettle corn. Yeah. Yep. So I'm changing my mind now, and I think this is what's going to happen. I think this is going to get cut right about there. Why? And then I've got some ideas because I just saw, I want to give a couple shout-outs to um, Positive Couple. Just made a uh, video about uh, some glass where they took like crushed glass and they and they did a thing. And Paul Jackman just made a video about like crushed glass and he made lights out of it, right? Yeah. I live in Hayward and I'm going to film this. I'm going to go to what we call uh, Glass Beach and it's some place that I grew up. And it's actually uh, the San Francisco Bay, I guess over uh, a gazillion years of cruise ships and everything else coming in. There's a beach that's nothing but this worn, smooth glass, and it's everywhere, and I'm going to film it, and I'm going to go get a bunch of it, and I'm going to do something, I think, with that, but I'm going to, but I'll still have part of this industrial lamp, so I'm going to make more than what I've just started now. So to answer your question, I made something I'm not happy with, so I'm going to change it, because I don't have, I just, I really don't have the patience to see what I started through, and I'd like to... I just sometimes I get like that. I don't have the patience for it. I want to. I'm going to try something else. Okay, that's great. No, that is that's amazing. Yeah, that's good. And it's funny because it's kind of hitting our topic this week, but we'll talk about that in a bit. Um, oh, segue, so, man. The segue king. That's right. I know you haven't spoken yet, Phil, but that just gave me all these things I want to talk about. But we'll, okay, I'll go I'm real not, quick. I'm not going to do your thing first. Well, I mean, if you want to know what I'm up to, uh, you should be following me on Instagram at Phil Pinsky, and then you'd see exactly what I'm up to. Uh, two whiskey boxes, a step stool, and two light fixtures that I'm building to replace the flickering T8s that I have in my shop right now, which are probably building up to an aneurysm. I wanted to say, Phil, that I, I do follow you on Instagram, and I love the stool, and I think it's amazing, and I'm assuming it's for a girl because it's got pink in it. Yeah, it's for a girl named Carrie. I, but it, the cool thing is, is don't, that don't assume based on a color. This is 2016, buddy. It's a fair assumption. But uh, yes, you in the gray. Uh, I, I well, I wanted to say, Tim, you're absolutely right. That was actually short-sighted of me to assume anything based upon color because one of my favorite colors is pink. And again, I happen to be one of the most rugged, handsome tough looking people that you guys get to see week in and week out so <laughs> that's your pair you know i have a pair of pink converse sneakers you don't want me to show you my thong right now do you <laughs> anyways uh so uh yeah that's what i'm working on uh the light fixture and yeah so the cool thing about that step stool is is that they have a family dog and it's a siberian husky and this is like the second step stool I've done that has a silhouette of the family dog on it. So the last one was a golden, and this one's a husky. So it's really, really cool. I'll take some pictures of it later and post it. Um, let's go to our topic. So um, actually, as a segue from my favorite iTunes review of all time, this week's topic is called Patience. And uh, it has nothing to do with Bill and his feelings and his manly good looks, but rather it has to do with projects 
Go ahead. Well, I, I was I forgotten because it was at work. Um, I offered to whistle the theme to Guns N' Roses "Patience" the beginning. Did you nick? Did you nix that? You did nix that, right? Is that? But is that what that was? Because I heard it and it did not sound like GNR "Patience." <laughs> it was perfect. Let's. You know what? Let's. We can always edit this out. Go ahead. Let's hear it. <clears throat> pretty damn good all right that is good well done thank you bad okay that's not what the thing you sent me sounded like but all right <clears throat> okay so back to he's uh been pra- he's been practicing exactly. since then <laughs> let's let's get back to axel and uh, and slash over here what um but okay yes bill i i was gonna say but earlier i had gas all right that's good Glad we cleared that up. That's that's the edited version of this podcast. <laughs> oh no, I'm leaving this bad boy unabridged. Uh, no, I know that's my point. <laughs> I think I, th- I love the, I love the very polite interrupting that's going on tonight. This is this is subtle, but kind of still the same. Anyways, um, patience. Uh, yes, patience. So, uh, but in all seriousness, what we're talking about tonight is how to get through those projects. Um, when you get to the point where you're doing something that's maybe not as fun as you'd like to do, like Tim had talked about um, finishing when we sort of tried to hash out this topic, you know, sanding, finishing, that kind of thing. And and the thing that I was talking about was sort of like, how do you have enough patience to overcome a challenge, maybe a technical challenge, uh, just sort of stick with a project that's that's really kicking your butt. So I thought that's what, that would be an interesting topic for us tonight. Bill, how do you how do you maintain that focus and that patience? And I guess you're actually sort of dealing with it right now with your uh, with your uh, cotton candy machine over there. <laughs> um, honestly, for me, I don't. You know, there's some things that I don't I don't have problems with patience for um, sanding. I like to sand. I and I hear this from everybody how they hate to sand. Um, I've had Casey help me with a few projects, and and she says I don't ever want to make anything again because I don't ever want to sand again. Most people hate sanding, and I don't because to me, sanding is what actually makes what you're doing come to life. So that's not a problem for me. Patience usually comes when mid build. Uh, what I'm making decides that's not what it wants to be. And that's what's going on for me right now. It's like I had this, I, I built this thing three, four, five times in my head. And as I get it to the point where it's like, yeah, this is going to be about it. I'm looking at it and it's like, I don't want to make that anymore. I just, I don't, that's not what I wanted. And so now the patience for me is to, is, is to sit down and to, to reconfigure this, I guess you would say, to to re-image, to reimagine how I want it to look. And what's happened is it's turned into, and this has been like over two days now that I've been staring at this thing. Again, trying to be as patient as I can, but I'm staring at it. Now I have two projects that I'm going to make out of this one thing that was, it was going to be one. It's now going to be two, two completely different projects. But I guess, I guess patience takes time. Does that make sense? Sure. Let me ask you this, though, because this project is for you. But when you have, let's say, a commission piece and you're under the gun and you've got potentially a demanding customer, 
and you run into a challenge or into doing something that you rather blow right through, where does patience come from in that instance? Um, old age and experience. um i for me honestly like if if let's for example if if it's a table i know i've got to build and i'm working on the top and it's screwing up and i'm just i'm losing patience with that stop playing with the top work on the base um if it's you know what i mean so it's leave that alone i think we talked about this last week um i forgot exactly how that came into play but when something's giving you a hard time, when something's giving you that frustration and you're running out of patience with it, I imagine it's the same with kids, right? Can't you just like, you know, if you're trying to talk to the kid and that doesn't work, wouldn't it be easier just to like turn them around so you don't have to look at them? Is that the same thing? Kind of. Distraction well, is the key, but similar just, to what yeah, you're saying. No, yeah. no, but seriously, work on work on something different that has, uh, of the project, so – then you can get back to what was going on. Give yourself a break. Take some time out. A time a timeout. That's what you need. A timeout from what's frustrating you and what's causing you to lose your patience. Mm-hmm. Walk away for a bit. Yeah. Hmm. What about you, Tim? How, do, how? What's the distinction in patience for you when it comes to a personal versus a paid project? Um. Well, with a paid project, I have promised a customer something, so I have to deliver it. Uh, and the, the biggest test of my patience of late has been the latest pinball desk that I made that uh, took me forever. And, um, and I, I do have a video I'm going to put up of that. I keep, cause I keep talking about it on this podcast, but I haven't wanted to put it on my channel yet. Cause I've had these other things that I've been working on. I've wanted to get up. So eventually I'll have a video out for that. Um, I just have to do an, an overdub, but, uh, so you can see this crazy thing and you'll see why patience was such a, <laughs> such a commodity in, in making it. There was just, uh, you know, the, the, of uh, working with the customer and her very specific needs and trying to make them happen in a situation that really just, they shouldn't be able to happen is uh, a real test of your patience. And, uh, just, the, I mean, I love the problem solving, but then there's times when it's like, you're just like, don't want to be dealing with it. Uh, and so that's one of the reasons why I let the project take so long is that I had other projects going on too. And I knew the customer wanted it right more than she wanted it yesterday. So I would stop working on it for days sometimes and just have it always sort of churning on the back burner, as people say, you know, and, and, um, and then, you know, I'd pop awake at like four o'clock in the morning, be like, Eureka, I figured out how to solve this problem that has been prohibiting me from moving forward with this thing. Um, so the way I deal with patience is like avoidance, I guess, (laughs) you know, because, uh, when you're, if you're trying to force something to happen, that's when you start making sloppy mistakes and you make it worse and I'm not the best at it. I know that it's what I'm supposed to do, but I don't always do it, you know? Mm -hmm. And then for, for personal stuff, I mean, I have, I have personal things I've been working on for five or six years laying around that I just like. I don't have a lot. Of, I don't have a lot of time to get to personal stuff, and I, you know, it bums me out sometimes too. Like because, like the the chessboard that I just recently made, I would love to. I love doing that, and, and it was like a, it was like a fight to get the time for that. And I would love to actually do that all again now that I've learned how to do it. Because you know, I'm treading new territory with that. There's, I'm pretty sure if you were to Google chessboard made from CDs and records, you're gonna find one. You know, so there's like no manual. Uh, and now that I've done it, like, oh, I, I know I could do it better next time, but I'm never going to get it next time. Um, so that, that patience is, uh, that's a whole different thing of just trying to just 
you know, satisfy the itch that I have uh, in the a lot of time without making it something that's going to be detrimental to the growth of my business and my family, you know. So let me ask, because this is a very interesting one, because for you, essentially everything that you make is a one-shot deal, right? Like these, these personal projects like this chessboard, you know you're not going to make it again. So how do you have the patience and the wherewithal to sort of slow down and you know in your head, I'm not making this again and I want this one to be great. So how do you how do you both have the determination to move forward and the patience to do it right? Well, that's why I haven't finished some of them. Like I have... I have these two vintage Volkswagen bug fenders in my loft. Yeah. Um, and I have a, a very clear vision of a chair I want to make from them. And I started and then I stopped because I ran into problems and I ran into lack of time and space and money. Uh, I need to buy all that foam. This stuff's expensive, you know, and I don't want to use like, like this has, this is an upscale piece. So I don't want to just like rip up a bunch of old mattresses and shove them in there or anything. You know, I want to do it right. Um, so that's one of those things that someday I'll, I'll get back on because I don't want to do it. Uh, can I say ASS? Yeah. In this bucket? I don't want to do it half ass. Yeah. You know, like I want to do that one right. The chessboard is like, like when I do stuff like that, it's a smaller project. Um, and, and I also know I can sell the chessboard because I can ship it. Uh, so those projects, I, I tend to have an easier time of like justifying the time because I know I can, I I'll sell that chessboard. I'm, there's no question in my mind. Someone's going to buy that. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't listed it yet, but if you're interested, Tim at timsway.net. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, but like that chair that I'll sit on that thing for years if I ever sell it at all, but I want to do it and someday I'm going to do it. You know, I just gotta like, that's just a kind of, it's not really a patience thing. It's like a supply demand thing. And, uh, right. If I was ever so slow at the shop that I had the time to do it, I would probably be concerned about the growth of my business and be more interested in manufacturing things that I could put on my Etsy store, or my, my personal web store, something that I could sell. You know, I would be like, well, I need to at least take this time to stock up on some merchandise that I know I can sell in the future, you know? Wow. What a great connection to last week's episode. What was last week's episode? I forgot. <laughs> it was like reclaiming for stock. Or oh, for inventory. right, right. Yeah, no, I mean, because there are like like the the little piano key pendant necklaces I make. Like, yeah, I, I would I would spend an hour making a bunch of those. I'll sell those again, and you know, or like those little business, or or try to come up with some new product, like a whiskey box type product that I know I can sell and ship. You <laughs> it's know, funny I, that you and, say that because I definitely need to come up with like another thing. Like these two things sell okay for me, but I have to start coming up with something well, new. That that's an interesting uh, discussion and patience for you now. It's your turn. So, how do you have the patience to continue to make these whiskey boxes when you have these desires as a creator to make other things? But then you have such limited time with your busy schedule and your family. You end up making when you do get your shop time. Is it like a drag or is it like? Honestly, yeah, it can be. Absolutely, can be. But similar to what you had said earlier. Someone paid for this, you know, like this is a big deal for somebody like mm. not to toot my own horn, but you, these things are usually for occasions. Like the step stools are usually for kids' birthdays and like the whiskey boxes are for actual occasions. No one's buying this like for themselves. They buy them as gifts. Like this girl used it as a proposal for her boyfriend. Uh, a father gives it to his son for a wedding. Um, I have one coming up. Uh, it's an anniversary. So, like, there's all these things, and they're really important to these people. So that sort of really keeps me going and helps me to just push forward and do this. Yeah, go ahead. Not, not to derail you, and I want you to continue, but I just want to point that out. That shouldn't everything we consume be special like that? That's one of the things that attracts me to this. I mean, don't you want everything everything that you buy to be something that's personal and special? And wouldn't it be nice if everything was actually made with care and love, you know, <laughs> instead of just stamped out, 
But anyways, that's another topic. Don't you have to have enough patience to be able to do that, though? Because sometimes you're in a hurry and you don't have yeah. the time to go buy that one thing that's special. As a consumer, for sure. Sometimes <laughs> I just want what I want and I want it now. And that's that's where custom comes in is that you get what you want, but you can't wait. You know, it's that everybody knows that good, fast, cheap um, triangle. <laughs> We're just talking first about today, part of yeah. business, you know, yeah. like you pick, it's like good, fast, cheap are the tip of each one of them, but pick two. So you can have it good and fast, or but it's going to be expensive or you can have it fast and cheap, but it won't be good. You know, so like that's just sort of the way it is. And it's one of the truths of business that I found to be like self-evident and immutable. Like you can only have two of those three. Um, but yeah, like I have the patience. I, I, I have the discipline to be patient because someone expects it of me and because it's, they've paid good money and it's, it's what's right. You know, they sort of deserve for me to focus and to do this properly. But yeah, well, here, it's definitely a challenge. Here, here's one for both of you guys. Cause you do much more of this than I do, which is um, commission work. And it has to do with finishing. How do you have the patience to wait, you know, the whole wait for that coat to dry? Cause you know, you want to put three or four coats on something and that is one of the things that drives me nuts is patience. And, I, and I've, you know, I use, I use water-based um, poly because it dries fastest. And I, you know, I mean, I, the, the corners that I would cut to be able to get through that. But how do you find yourselves when you know you have to have a specific finish on something and it's going to take three or four coats? The customer wants it. You've only got three days left. You know you need three days worth of finish time. And anything that screws up is going to put it down. How do you deal with that? Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say you first. Oh, um, my whiskey boxes only need spray lacquer. So I just need about <laughs> 10 minutes and shipping time to off gas. So that's not really a challenge for me. And off the step stools get one coat of, uh, of polyacrylic. So, yeah, I don't really do a lot of uh, <laughs> high end, like precision finishing in my shop. And, and, uh, I I totally remember what I was going to talk about. I just recently saw some high end custom like handmade furniture in a in a museum, and uh, and like I was touching it, like the finish of it. It was just so amazing. Like and I and I was just thinking about it just the other day about how uh, like man, I wish I had the patience to create these types of finishes. Uh, there's another thing about it too is like the wood I'm working with. Like I I just technically can't. Like it's not the right quality and density of the grains and whatnot. And also like, you're trying to keep that look a lot of times. But uh, it really inspired like, like my my chessboard for instance. If I didn't do the cassette tape <laughs> purfling on it that was you know put on with Mod Podge, that would have been a piece of wood that I could have actually maybe tried to attain one of these like really satiny and perfect you know two thousand grit sanded finishes. Uh, I would love to to do that. I don't know if I do have the patience. I just don't get that far. I'm usually about 220 grit and a couple coats of water poly and it's done. You know, I, I was going to say, I don't think reclaim lends itself to very patient finishing. I remember, I remember watching a, a video. Um, a guy did something. He, he finished the tabletop for his wife and don't get me wrong. It came out like glass. I mean, literally. And I think it was a 97 part video. Mm. That that he, I mean, it was like he wet sanded every coat up through the grits. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? I will never, ever in my lifetime put a finish on like that. I'd rather just buy a piece of glass and stick it on top and call it good. 
I see. I want to do it. I want to do it once, like for myself, maybe not like a seven foot dining table, because I want to do it. But I can't find the value in that to to run. A, I don't know how people run a business. I don't want to charge ten thousand dollars for a table because it took me four months to. That's why, to, because you you've got to charge. Th- I don't see the that's value. up. That's upscale fine furniture is what yeah. that is. And I don't see yeah. I don't see the value in that. Like I don't. Or it's a hobby. You know, it's for yourself. Yeah. 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 Exactly. But yeah, I, I I certainly don't have that. I I've done a couple of pieces of fine furniture, and I've done not quite the ten thousand coats sanding but where it's been um many many coats sanding through all the grits and it's just i would rather seriously i would rather like dig out ear parts with a knife of dullness i don't know it's bad it's really it's awful What's that like the worst dun- dungeons and dragons weapon ever <laughs> of dullness the knife of dullness. Uh, that's a shout out to uh, Eloy Escajeda. Oh, <laughs> Not that we're doing any shout outs for no reason, because every shout out counts. I just want to point that out. I do very few of them, so that one is huge for me. Well, you're a huge guy, much. Phil. You're a huge guy. It's huge. in my mind. Yeah, huge. Um, <clears throat> okay. Let's see. Where else can we sort of take this this patience question? And we talked about um, we talked about finishing as far as let's say actual the word finish, you know. So whatever wipe on or brush on finish. But you said that you have no problem with sanding. And my question to you is, is maybe that's a, a fact of do you have like a really good sander? Because mine super sucks. So well, it makes according my hand to Tim, I have tingle. the stupidest sander ever made. But go ahead. Do you well, use it, that sander? It's not the point, Tim. Do you use that sander? It's not the point, Tim. <laughs> I use a of quarter the, sheet sander, and I of like the it. Three, of the three quarter sheet sanders that I have, the answer to that question is no. <laughs> okay, so serious question. 20 mine, bucks is, well spent. <laughs> mine is a cheapo. It's a super cheap yeah. quarter, quarter sheet sander, and I like it, and it works well, and it works better for me in my type of projects than a random orbit would just because the spinning would sort of bounce off the inside surfaces of what I do. So the quarter sheet is better for that kind of control. And I really only use one grit, like 120. But afterwards, my hand is like tingling and vibrating and kind of a little bit numb. So my question to you is, is maybe you like it because you're using a better piece of equipment. No, I use a uh, cheap Craftsman, uh, not to plug Craftsman, but uh, for the weekend, for for as much as I use it, I use a Craftsman 5-inch orbital and I love it. And I can, I, 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 yeah, I mean, I, I, I've had that thing. I've abused that thing so badly. I drop it all the time. I, I hold, I hold it by holding the vacuum hose to the end. I've epoxied the end of it to the, the thing. So the vacuum part, I can just, I, that's where I hold it. So maybe I don't get as much uh, uh, vibration, I guess. Do you hook but your, I use it for everything. You use your, you use your vacuum with it. You don't use that dumb little bag that came with it. Hell no. Does it? I mean, is it? Does it make that much of a difference? Yeah, there's no dust if you use the vacuum with it. No dust. Ninety nine percent none. But you have to deal with the cord, like the or the vacuum hose. Doesn't that like annoy the bejesus out of you? Make it heavier and more awkward. I, I, it me. just doesn't. I mean, I mean, I, I the and two do together. You your protection. No. 
drown out the to drown out the the din of the the shop vac. I blew I blew out my ear uh, my hearing years ago working in machine shops before OSHA was alive. So what? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, great word earlier, Tim. Din, great word. Din. It's the yeah. three letter words I'm really good at. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. Wasn't there a historical uh, dude Gunga Din? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'm no smart. relation to the this word. Oh, but, uh, but no, no. So I'm. I yeah, like sanding. I do. Cool. It transforms. Like having, <laughs> cool. <laughs> maybe you like having a tingly palm, like Phil. <laughs> you know. You know what's funny? Check this out too. I heard somebody make mention of. Um, there was a uh, some kind of a thing. You know how? Because when you're waiting for your sander to stop. You have yeah, to set it down. Somebody came up with a product like that, and then somebody mentioned uh, John High's video where he made one or something like that. I'm like, I oh, excuse me, any sorry, anything John High's does has got to be amazing. So when I watch John High's video, all he does is go, you know what I do? I just stop it with my hand. That's what I do. I stop it with my hand. Yeah. I stop so it on I the just, work. Uh, the work I was just standing. I just. Yeah, but you can't do that because when I'm done sanding, I'm done sanding that piece, and if you stop it on the work, you'll oh. leave swirl marks. Well, I yeah, I when it gets to the I like the last couple sandings I do by hand, you know, when I'm doing something that I that needs to be good, you oh, know. Wow. So I mean, I don't well, know you must have it. more patience than I do. Uh, no, it's more just desire to make quality, I guess. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Well, the shot across the bow. Oh, sorry. Was that allowed? <laughs> Man, that's not that's not that that hasn't even hit me yet because I live on the other coast. So in a few minutes, hours. I'm just gonna blow up. You won't even see me. Just, just wait by the boom. phone, Bill. That one's coming. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, oh wait, 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 Tim. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for, those for those who, who are can't watching, see, that was a reminder for everyone to watch Bill's video. About the USB hub. Yes, I gave I gave uh, Jocko the one I made for him. Uh, the USA. And everybody USB should system. be making one in support of Jocko. Everybody should well. make them and uh, mail them to him in Italy, so he has a hundred of the damn things. <laughs> he has no use for any of them. Hey, if mine wasn't so cool, I would, but I'm keeping mine. Yeah. You should. That yeah. that was sweet. Yeah, and I really cool. liked how they did that. I kept my hubcap one because it it comes in handy. <laughs> now you talk about patience seriously that must have taken a lot of patience to come up with that you know you know who has patience is my, my wife for putting up with me because you guys only see about 10 percent of it that i put on youtube the other 90 percent she has to deal with just my stupid ideas and because I, I uh i i love jokes and puns like that and, and uh, i just so it'll be like two in the morning i was just like honey what if i took a usb port and i put it on a hubcap because it's a hub Get it? You know, and I just like those are the kind of things she has to deal with that all day. She has, uh, so, like, honey, Tim, I love you and I'm sorry. Tim, 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 <laughs> shut your face. It's bedtime. Yeah, shut your face. I don't, I don't care. Do or it. she gets down in the kitchen in the morning and she sees the two exact, she has two frying pans that are the same that are epoxied together. Yeah. <laughs> and no one reason. plugged into the computer <laughs> and my phone's charging on it. Get it like, because what? it's a pan. Oh, I didn't get it. <laughs> I just assume it's really early and it's not funny either. No, that's not a thing. Well, don't let me pander to your bad taste. 
All right. Okay. Anyways, we're talking about patience. That's right. Okay, okay, here's a serious question about patience. And somebody mm-hmm. actually asked this uh, last week, and I think Phil read it out loud. How do both of you um, find the patience to deal with me? I have a sibling who's very similar to you. So I've been able to sort of uh, borrow from that relationship. I'm just kidding with you. I don't know anybody like you. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> No, this is not it's not a thing. It's, there's no patience required to deal with you or I'm not dealing with you. You're a friend and a and a valued person in my life in in a very strange way. We've talked about it before and we've actually never physically met, but we spend upwards of like 2 hours a week together, like literally face to face and um and without without sounding too sucky, it's been a real pleasure to to get to know both you and Tim and to do this show every single week. It's just it's been a ton of fun. And just an amazing experience. I have I have a slightly different answer to this. Two words. Post-production. <laughs> <laughs> you guys should hear the stuff that we cut out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Was that take good enough for the producers? I also noticed that I drink water during the show. And you do drink amber. Is that apple cider? Apple juice? What? It's called, it's called uh, Bill Patience. <laughs> Yeah, I'm drinking uh, Scotch patience juice. Patience juice. Yeah, patience juice. Uh, I did have a, I did have a serious question about patience. Um, maybe uh, maybe Bill might not be able to answer it as well as you, Phil. But I, I know something I struggle with is uh, with dealing with customers. And mm-hmm. when now I know because you're making stuff that's for very special occasions, like you said, and you want to rise to the occasion with the quality of the product you make. But sometimes you get you know there's the the back and forth about the demands and the personalization and the customization. And sometimes I just don't want to do that. I'm just like you know what? No, I'm going to make you an awesome table and you're going to like it, and that's it. Like yeah. I don't you know. But you have to. Do, so how do you deal with that? There's a lot of it's if, saying two words like you said earlier. It's managing expectations. Mm. I think mm. that is key whenever you're working with with people. You just have to make sure that they understand what it is that you're going to be them. So I always full transparency. First of all, on my Etsy page, as everyone's Etsy page, they can see what we've done in the past. So every time I do an, a customer's order, that then becomes a new listing. So it becomes part of my portfolio. So people are like, oh, can you do this, but just do it a little bit different? Yep, you can check out this list and see how I did that. And then as I'm doing somebody's, whatever it is, I'm taking pictures and I'm sending it to them so that they're part of the process and I get them to okay almost every step of the way so that they can't really ever go back on me. So it's it's managing expectations and it's, and it's disclosure and transparency. I want you to know what I'm doing and how I'm doing it. So I just keep them abreast. Well, that does take a little bit of extra time, and do you so find that minimal so worth minimal it? amount of time, though, to just t- snap a photo on your phone and send it to them? So worth it, because I had one. Um, I had one where this lady had ordered a box for me, and, and sometimes people don't want personalization. They just want a regular box. They don't want it with anything on the lid, and that's fine, because it's just, you know, it cuts out a step, but... I, for the life of me, I could not, and I was finishing this one up at the 11th hour. And by 11th hour, I mean like one in the morning and it had to go the next day. The first hour. Yeah. The first hour. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and, and I was just going back through the message history and I couldn't find her request for personalization or whatever it was. So I'm like, okay, I guess stupid brain. Uh, you know, I, I guess this one is just a plain box. 
but I knew in my head that she wanted personalization, and I, but I just couldn't find it, and I knew it was better to get it out than to not get it out. So I sent it out, and this lady was livid at me. She was so upset. And uh, so what I had to do in the end was I said, okay, I'm sorry, you're absolutely right. And I made her another box with the personalization in like two days and shipped it out. I just, seven hours a night for two nights, and I banged it out like another one. And uh, and she was happy with me. And to be honest with you, I really think it would have been easier had she sent me back the first one for me to personalize. And she didn't volunteer that, and I didn't ask for it. So it took every ounce of patience I had not to sort of insist that that be the route that we go. So she basically got two for one for me, but... Better that than a negative review, because a negative review on Etsy would have been like death. Mm-hmm. She keeps her socks in the first one now. Yeah, I can imagine it's something so mundane. Yeah, right. this is where we keep um, the laundry, the very small laundry, yeah. <laughs> or or just like the detergent for it. You know, it's all, there's like powdered laundry detergent in it. Exactly. You, you know what the truth is? Is is and just thinking on it now, what you said, what sort of keep maintains your patience for etsy similar to ebay it's the rating system that kind of keeps me in check because god forbid i should ever get less than a five-star review that would just be Mm. horrible that would kill the business so that that really is like a serious constraint yeah it's a little a little bit different from patience but it is part of that is um you know i always say that that my my name is my business and and then after people buy me so to speak then they buy things that i make you know Mm -hmm. And as soon as there's one like gray mark on my name, that's a gray mark on everything, you know. So you have to be, you got to solve the problem. Internet's turned out ink. So oh my god, yeah. Turn it around a little bit. Have you or um, how do you deal with uh, people in person when you're dealing with rough situations like that? Exact same way. (laughs) Etsy has Mm -hmm. trained me. I just did one actually. Somebody found me through Google and then Facebook. And then my Etsy page, who's local, and the guy, they had like this golf tournament. It was like 10 friends uh, who every single year they'd put on their own little golf tournament. And every year they'd give a prize to the winner. And every year it's got bigger and bigger and bigger. And then this year was the 10th anniversary of it. And and this one guy sourced for me the whiskey box from somebody else etched glasses. And then they put in a, gla- a bottle of scotch into it. And then that was like the grand prize or whatever. And the guy was just a pleasure to deal with. Um, I kept him abreast of everything by sending him pictures, asking him questions, making sure that he was totally happy with the end product while it was still being made. And he was blown away. And and I've gotten a couple of referrals from him since. So it's been pretty great. I, I like dealing with people in person versus the internet. I mean, part of me, like the antisocial part of me, would want to just write emails back and forth and then mail the product. But uh, the social part of me, like I get to know the person I'm making for, and it, just like walking into their presence gives you a better understanding of the person right away, and yeah. um, and what their expectations are, and whether you're going to be able to meet those expectations, and, and and if you can see the space, like for me making larger things, if you can see the space in person versus a photograph, you get the the you know the, the vibe of it you know or whatever and, and uh, so there's definitely a, a lot to be said for that personal interaction and I also feel like that the customer gets to meet me in person and as we know text can be misread and uh it must like I'm I'm, I'm I crack jokes pretty much every other sentence I say something that's supposed to be funny but you don't necessarily get that in text you know so people then you know if they have them laughing with me and understand my personality that I'm actually a pretty low key guy 
you know, and, and, uh, and stuff. I feel like it really helps. For sure. You know? Also, I'm a huge narcissist, and I like to see that the person loves it. Yeah. <laughs> it is nice to get that. It is. Well, it's cool. Actually, I, the, I've only met the, this one guy when he came to pick it up. So he came in to my, he came to my house or he came to my shop or whatever. And he like, was like, wow, you made this here. This is really cool. I'm like, yep, mm. here it is. And the guy was like, you know, really, really impressed with it. So I felt really good about myself, you know, and I felt like it was worth it. You know, it just is very reinforcing. Whereas I normally don't get to see anybody's reactions. When I, when I moved my shop out of my house, um, you know, that was one of my concerns is it's kind of off the beaten path. It's not like I have an address that is really, you could just Google map and drive to it's in private property, but I do have customers come and my landlord's okay with it. You know, I'm like, I can have a cut and, and, uh, I really enjoy that now when I have people come pick stuff up. I just had someone pick something up uh, a week or two ago. They came in from New York and, um, and they come down, they're like seeing the chickens and, you know, and like they get this Vance was there that particular day that they came and he's riding his bike around. We're all hanging out and they're just like, you know, like, cause now they're, they're part of my, my message too, of like what I'm trying to sell about this, like living local. And you know, she kept saying, she's like, this has been such a great experience. I'm like, well, it should be like I was saying earlier, it's like, that's how buying things should be. It should be special. It shouldn't just yeah. be, I'm going to pull something off the rack and then go to my next appointment that I don't care about or go to the next thing I don't care you know, that's, I want life to be special. Yeah. And, uh, and that is like a it was a hundred years ago when you order something from the Sears catalog and wait by your mailbox for, you know, a month. Oh God, like my license plate. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Bill, you must have experienced something very, very similar when you built Casey's salon because, you know, mm. meeting Casey's expectations is one thing, but she has two partners. So I'm sure there was a lot to sort of live up to. There going was. Through the process, you have to be very patient. Um, a lot of exercising patience. Um, a lot. I mean, did I say a lot? You mentioned it. <laughs> there was a lot. There was, um, I've had over the years, I've, I've taken, I've, I've had to take a lot of customer service classes, um, just do different jobs that I've had. And there's, there's some basics. Um, one, the, the the first and foremost, somebody once told me, you have two ears and one mouth. You should listen twice as much as you speak when somebody is upset. So you, you listen. <laughs> That's the problem. Tim and I are never upset. <laughs> <laughs> that might just be the problem. But, but, um, re- repeating back what their issue is. I mean, you know, it's like, you know, I don't like the color, so... From what I understand, you're not happy with the color. You're nodding. You're 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 showing them that you're listening. Um, you know, I don't want it to be as big as this is. Okay, so yes, Tim. Neuro linguistic programming. Look it up. Really? Is that what that is? Well, not not really, but it's related. It's about understanding the language that the person speaking to you and speaking that language back to them. It- yeah, exactly. I mean, so so. To put it simply, I like to, and I don't do this very often because most often I'm right, so I don't have to. <laughs> in, in, in like my job now, but so when it comes right to like most often, I understand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but repeating back what you hear, listening to what the problem is, and that really puts people at ease. Tell them you understand. Ask them what you know. What can we? What can we do to to to, to rectify this? Asking all those right questions. But then there is that point, and I've and I've done this a couple of times, and to where the person is just like, there is nothing we can do. And I tell them, well, in that case, we need to part ways. 
because you're not going to be happy regardless of what I do for you. I'm not going to give you your money back. I'm not going to fix this problem for you. We're done. You know, you're going to go tell everybody you know that you're not happy with me. You're not happy with my work regardless of what I do. You're making that very obvious. So let's just part ways now. And that blows people away and that changes their mind. And now they want to talk. Mm. Now they want to like, well, okay, well, I wasn't, you know, I was a little upset and I would blah, 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 blah. But there are times when you just have to draw that line and say, I've given you my patience. I've given you my understanding. I've tried to work with you. But the reason I'm doing that is to create a situation to where you're happy with what's going on and you're not going to try and put a stain on my name. If that's not going to happen, if you are going to put a stain on my name, go away. We're done. There's nothing yeah. I can do for you. Why, why should it, I continue to? Yeah, that correct. Makes sense. That's, that's and, actually and you, interesting. And you'll be surprised at how many people now realize that you said it that way. It's like, oh, okay, I understand. Now they start listening to you. So you're saying that you really don't want to help me because you, you're afraid I'm going to you know, talk, talk bad about you. And I'm like, well, yeah, why, why would I want to? Well, no, no, that's not the point. This was just really upsetting. I can see how that was really upsetting. It would have upset me. I, I, what can I do? And and all of a sudden that conversation starts all over again. Mm. And that Mm. takes patience because you go through the first part of where you're trying to do a whole bunch for somebody. Now you realize there's just no use in doing it. So you've ended it basically hoping to walk away because you're kind of ticked off and now they want to do it all over again. But you know what? Every time that they have wanted to restart it, they become customers for life. Who's this guy putting us down looking at us, looking like punks here? Like just <laughs> dropping knowledge. Yeah, look at this. <laughs> this is like it's like you defibrillated that situation. It was like mm. dead and you you know, you brought it back to life. And those yeah. the, it's mm. funny that you said that. Like the people that were like gonna bash you end up being the best customers. It's like when you're a kid. And this guy that you get into a fight with and, you know, you think your biggest enemy lands up being your best friend. Yeah. Yeah. You know, sometimes it just, you just need a chance to sort of prove yourself and sticking up for yourself does that. Most often people that are that mad, they usually, they don't feel like they're being heard. And if you do everything in your power to to try and hear them, they're not going to be. And like I said, so the last, the last step is just. Okay, you're right. I don't hear you. And what I am hearing, I don't want to hear. Go away. And that's not what they want. So they will make an effort to try and change that. Or if not, big deal. You know, it's really not that bad. I've got a, I've got a thousand people that like who I am and what I do as opposed to that one person that doesn't. Mm-hmm. But then again, now here's, here's another thing I've learned over the years too. You get a hundred people that are happy with your work and they're going to tell one or two people each. That's a couple hundred extra people. You get one person that's not happy with what you do, and they're going to tell 50 people that you're a jerk. <laughs> yeah. So there's a balance. That's a concern. That's a concern. And that's, you have yeah. to, yeah. but it, that was a really interesting way that you, um, that you analyze that because there is a point, you know, my, my gut instinct is, and I'm a very passive type of person, non-confrontational. My gut, someone's unhappy. The first thing I do is give them all their money back. And then I figure out how I can make them happy. Like that's kind of, like I'm just that's you know, but I like your point because there are sometimes people are looking to just see what they can get, you know. I'm not giving anybody their money back. I'll make them happy, but I still put in the work, and my time is worth something. I'm not doing this for free. It, I I well, agree with ninety percent. Yeah, I'd rather I, make another box than give them the money back for the first one and walk away. Oh, they have to give it back. Um, well, you know, they have to give it back. Like that's. 
you know, I'll pay oh, for the they shipping for them back. to return it. No, they're not keeping it for free. No. That's and okay. that sometimes that even takes care of it too. I'll be like, I had I had one where I, I shipped something and it got damaged in shipping. Yeah. And um it, you know, it was something that was made, it was a wall hanging, so it wasn't very well built. Like it wasn't like rugged, you know, and okay. it got banged around. And so she, she writes to me, she's all upset. And uh and I was like, All right, I was like, you know, take a photograph of it, pack it back up, mail it to me. Give me, you know, because she's all like just so disappointed. And then it's like, well, well, wait a minute. My boyfriend thinks he can fix it, you know. And uh, and so then he was able to fix it because it was just, you know, need to get put back together. It wasn't a big deal, but she was overreacting and, you know, and all this and that. And so, so I sent her a $20 uh, gift certificate for Etsy. So then that's troubles. exactly the right way to handle it. Okay. Yeah. So that's perfect. I thought, like, okay, keep it. And here's your money. Oh, no, no, no. Walk all no, over unless me. It's, unless it's like not worth shipping back. Like, you know, if it's like a $10 item or something, I might be like, yeah, whatever. Who cares? Yeah, that's a different story. But, you know, yeah, $200 item? No. You got to say, like, oh, you're not happy? Well, then just mail it back to me. I'll pay the shipping back. And then and sometimes like, well, maybe how about we can work? You know, that happens too. Like, Yeah, they're just looking they for a discount. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, great. We went way off the topic, but it was a good conversation nonetheless. Yeah, no, it was great. It was great. No, there was some patience. They're dealing with both the mechanics of building and the customers, I think are the two really um, key points. If you're going to be selling your work. So I think that it was yeah. great that we covered both of those. Yeah, well and dealing with the loots. Yeah. yeah. That's, I mean, that, that doesn't happen say, for everybody. You guys show, you guys both show an exercise in patience week in and week out. Because again, I don't know how you can stand looking at somebody who is so ruggedly tough looking and handsome at the same time. And how do you guys do it? Yeah, how do you do it? I just don't get it. I have no idea. <clears throat> what um what are you watching this week, Bill Lutz? I am watching the three Zencaster tabs I have open. That's not funny, not even a little. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know, but Tim and I are laughing pretty hard. <laughs> I just had a little like <gasps> Yeah, because Tim's <laughs> going to be the one editing it. I am not doing that. All right, so I I want to give some shout outs, and I know um, uh, it's just kind of what we do. Um, a few people asked us for some stickers, and I sent them some, and they sent us some back. And one of them was Wildman Tech, and he sent me enough that I got to mail out to you two. I Wait. wouldn't have, but he asked me specifically to, so I will. No, maybe you shouldn't mail them. Maybe you should give them to us in person around the first... How would I be able to do that, though, Tim? I don't understand. Perhaps you could come to Boston on December 3rd and join... Hold on, wait, 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 wait. Okay, hold on, hold on. Please come to Boston in the springtime. Now you're ruined. I'm not going to do it now. But all right. Yeah, I'm not going to do it now. You don't don't, don't know that song? Is that is that by Boston? No, it's not by Boston. Aerosmith. <laughs> Tim knows the song. Mighty Mighty Boston's. It was a, it was it was it was, a, it was a one hit wonder. So, so if I ended up in Boston, let's say at the beginning of December, what would be the purpose of me being there, Tim? Wow! And the Emmy goes sticker. to you guys. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, can you tell we didn't even rehearse it? <laughs> no. Right off the bat. Um, well, you know, I hear that there's this other – this is a little podcast. Um, it's been around for a little while. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's called Making It, and it's got um, a couple guys that have some YouTube channels. I don't want to you know, drop names or anything, but <clears throat> Jimmy DiResta, um, David Picciuto, Bob Claggett. 
they're having their 100th episode party. You may have heard that. If you, if you don't listen to the podcast, I don't know what's wrong with you if you're listening to this and not that. But um, they're having their, their 100th episode party on December 3rd in Boston at a soon-to-be disclosed location. And they've asked some other podcasts to join them. And we're going to do basically like live podcast hangout type stuff. And we are officially throwing our hats in the ring. I just took my hat off and threw it, even though it was a fake hat and no one can see this. <laughs> so um, so perhaps you could just give us those stickers then when we all get to meet for the first time in person at this uh, wonderful event. You know, I thought that would have been an amazing idea up until 10 seconds ago. I thought it was their thousandth podcast. I ain't going to Boston for no 100. You know how expensive that airfare is? Are you? Jeez Louise. I don't know, man. If you listen to them all 10 times, it's their thousandth. Oh, well, in that case, it's like their 10,000th. <laughs> no. I listen, I listen to every one of their podcasts 10 times in a row. So your math works for me. I will be happy to give you these uh, stickers in person, in Boston, in December. Boo. Did I say boo? Boo. Yeah, baby. <laughs> hey, do you remember the hashtag, Phil, for that? Uh, wasn't it, uh, it, was like, it, like it 100? 100? Yeah, I think so. Hashtag making it 100 so you can search that. But um, absolutely, check out uh, the Making It Podcast website. Uh, or you can just listen to their podcast. I'm sure they'll talk about it every week until it happens. But that's just me. I hope so. We'll maybe mention it again. But so that's well, actually going to happen. It looks like that's all really going to happen. And uh, we're all very excited about it. Yeah. Super and excited. A, a, another, another shout out I want to give out real quick. Um, Luis Ivan Gonzalez. I miss you. I know you listen. I know you've been extremely busy. I know time zones have a big th- – I got to see you on a, uh, uh, a Skype call um, today and uh, um, with a few other people. But, Luis, I just want to say I love you, brother. I miss you. And it was good to see your smiling face. Uh, amongst some other people I got to see and um, – um, but that leads into a shout out that maybe Tim wants to give out to the guy that was responsible for that Skype call. Uh, who? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't listening. He's His name about- sounds just like mine. Yeah. Uh, it rhymes with uh, Schmil Schmishmolsi. No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> no, I gave I gave Bill a shout out. I gave I gave Bill a shout out at the beginning of the podcast. That's why I just got to hang out with Bill Lavolsi, and, oh, uh, yeah. and he was. I didn't get to go to Maker Fair and hang out with him there, but I got to hang out with him prior and uh, aft for and aft the Maker Fair with all, with everybody else. Um, and uh, yeah, it was awesome to meet Bill in person. And uh, and he has another podcast as well, Maker's Hustle, which is a fantastic podcast. I recommend everybody listen to. It. Yeah, it's great. Phil, Phil, let me ask you something. Did you get to see uh, the live stage um, uh, thing, presentation thing? Uh, what are you talking about? So at Maker Fair, Twitch did a live, um, like there was a couple of people up on stage. And I was wondering if you got to see that. Because, well, my point is because if you didn't, um, our buddy Bill Lavolsi left a link because I didn't get a chance to. I was at work. I didn't, I didn't yet. They have oh, the, the whole. Okay. Oh, that was the pers- uh, the point of putting me on the spot there. No, I did not see it, but I, I was sort of seeing everybody um, post it on Instagram. That was uh, okay. today. Actually, is uh, is Rosh Hashanah uh, three days ago from when you're listening. So I was in synagogue today. So I was uh, <clears throat> I was a little preoccupied with that stuff, and it was family stuff. That's on the that's definitely forgivable. Thank you. I appreciate that. 
I think is it is right. Oh, what, no, what yeah. Um, yeah okay. This comes next week, actually, Yom Kippur. But yeah. Okay. Hey, I know what we could do. What? Let's do a, like a roundabout. We'll each name one person who was on stage and see if we get them all right, since we haven't actually seen it yet. Okay. I'll start with the first one. Yeah. I'll start with the first one. You guys ready for this? Mm-hmm. Jimmy Duresta. Wait, I wasn't I wasn't ready for that. Do it again. Jimmy Duresta. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I know Laura Kampf is on stage. I'm gonna go right for the hard one. Howard Chung. Ooh, April Wilkerson. Uh, Jocko was whatever was on stage, right? No, not Jocko whatever. Jocko whatever. What? <laughs> Who's on? I'm just not pronouncing it right. Is that what you're saying? No, it, it was Jocko whatever. Oh, you have okay. to say it but right. But he was on stage? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was on stage. Okay, and all right. Then, okay, so I got that right. Okay, so is that everybody? No, there was one more, and somebody who I hope that I can someday – Give a hug, and he's young enough, he'll appreciate it. A hug and a kiss to Mr. David Welder. Right, David was there, yeah. Yeah, you know, I think David really is looking forward to a hug and a kiss from you. I'm sure that's that's on his I, list. I, I, I get that feeling. I just, when I see his videos, there's a look in his eye. And it's yeah. like, it's it's Like a something's missing. Hug know? and kiss, look, longing thing. Yeah, he's forlorn. So. He needs... <clears throat> He needs yes. some salt and pepper beard in his face. <laughs> right. So anyway, who am I watching? Let me yeah, get through that real quick. Salt patience, and pepper beard. So I'll have you. Okay. It's a lot of salt and pepper. All right. Anyway, somebody who doesn't have as much salt and there's pepper. There's, there's pepper, Tim. This is why we need to meet in December so we can. And you two are getting hugs and kisses. That's all I'm saying. Just I so think you hugs know. Hugs and kisses is now a euphemism for a beatdown. Uh, <laughs> um, who am I watching? I Please. want you to know I am watching somebody who we all know, and it's Izzy Swan, but not just his regular channel. Oh, no. Izzy has another channel, and it's called What Izzy Up To? And what he's doing on this channel, <laughs> what he's doing on this. I don't get what it. He, <laughs> we understand, Bill. It's okay. Um, what he's doing is he's doing a three-man interview. Uh, the, the first one he had was um, Mr. Brian Way and Mr. Greg Porter. And both of those guys are pretty cool makers. And that was his first show. This last one, in the, Saturday at 9 o'clock Eastern, I believe, um, the second show we had, and I haven't had a chance to see that one yet because Casey and I were out and about, it had one of my favorite people, Ben Brandt. We remember Ben Brandt because he contacted us. Oh, we don't care about that. But <laughs> ben, Ben, it wasn't your fault, buddy. That's all we got to say. So Ben Brandt was on it. And then this other guy, and I can't remember where we know him from. Is it, it's, um, is, it might be a girl, Brandy Smirky. Uh, I'm Are you trying... doing that thing where you're funny? Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't work? No. No. Okay, Andy, Andy Berkey was the other guy. Yeah. yeah. That's perfect. I thought Brandy Smirky, I thought, would have killed it. <laughs> it was like, you know, Miss Universe 1979. 
I mean, no, that was somebody crickets. else altogether. Never mind. Do some crickets. So Tim, anyway, who are you watching? Who are you watching? What? Yeah, have you mentioned yeah. who you're watching yet? Do you have anything else? That was it. That was what I'm watching. Izzy's new okay. show oh, is new okay. channel. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I'm so, I don't know how I we lost track of that. Before my eyes. Yeah. What is he up to? Saturdays at nine. It's a live Google Hangout with guests. Okay, great. Tim. Okay. Tim, please take it. Okay. Well, I, in the spirit of Bill Lutz, have some shout-outs. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to be succinct and, um, uh, like. Not belligerent. <laughs> so not in the spirit of Bill. Yes, yes, Bill. Bill's raising his hand. Yes, Bill. Um, what is this succinct? succinct? <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I'm not okay. kidding. Quickly. Means quickly. <laughs> quickly. Yeah, qu- quickly and cleanly. Short. Um, oh. Okay, so I wanted to mention uh, uh, my friend Tom Hill uh, wrote to me uh, about this place. He is in, um, like, St. Louis and there's this place, I'm going to give you a website. It's uh, perennialstl.org. And it's a, um, it's a makerspace that he's been involved with. It's doing a, a, a fundraiser right now on Kickstarter to uh, try to raise their uh, – they're moving to a new shop and they need to, to do the move. But So there's a video. Um, if you go to perennialstl.org, <laughs> you can, you can like, learn about this place. It's like awesome. They do just great stuff. Why is that funny? He's oh, reading guys reading the notes that you wrote earlier. That's why. Oh, oh you're just catching up to the notes I wrote earlier. <laughs> See, this is funny. This is serious. This is like I an knew awesome maker. That's what was happening. <laughs> this is an awesome makerspace that needs don't listen to Bill. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, seriously, perennialstl.org. They um they're they're fundraising for this move. They do all sorts of great things with the community and with women uh, in transition, we might say, and other other programs to get people up on their feet. It's a fantastic organization. I really want you to go check that out for my friend tom hill and then i also wanted to mention my friend shogun jimmy who has on his channel is shogun jimmy on youtube you can search that uh he just did a they're doing a charity for the uh giveaway uh fundraiser for make a wish foundation where they made this kind of crazy hell's pizza cutter type thing it's like this giant demonic pizza cutter they're into that so and uh, and our buddy eloy uh played music for that and stuff so it was this big uh compilation video to go check out so i want to mention those two things I also wanted to mention Scott Turner, one of our, our patron supporters, whom we love, and you're making your lamp thing for him right now. Did you see I his am. video he just put out this week? I haven't had a chance. It's ridiculous. It's a bar stool, and it's made from a, like a car wheel and this piece of wood, and it's just the most beautiful thing. Um, and he, Scott is uh, – he's one of my long – I've been subscribed to Scott longer than I think even like like Bill Lutz and Jimmy Duresta maybe even. Um I love Scott's work. This stool is amazing. Um, and I think it's so amazing. He doesn't have a lot of subscribers. He doesn't do stuff quite as frequently as some of us. But the stuff he does is amazing. And I love it so much that I want to give it the Phil Pinsky treatment. I've already asked Scott. And so now I'm asking him publicly. So he has to comply. I want a copy of the video because I want to edit a shorter version of it and put it on my channel. Because it's now, just the, now, the end Scott, result. Yeah. I, I was going to say Scott is from way I, – I don't remember where from, but like Tennessee, right? Yeah, it's pretty far, like Tennessee or Australia. I don't remember which. Okay. Yeah. Similar accents. Yeah. yeah. Rhymes with Brandy Smostralia. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Brandy. 
<laughs> my, my video. Segway. Uh, speaking of speaking of Brandy, my video suggestion is from the Geek Smithing webpage. And if you don't know who Andy Berkey is, you should by now. And uh, and he's we love him to death. Obviously, we wouldn't make so much fun of him. Okay, hold on, hold on, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, you said Geek Smithing, and you're talking about Andy Berkey. Yes, I am because Geek Smithing, Wes Swain. That's the Geek Smither. I guess is how you say that. Yes. He's the geeks. smith of geeks, yes. He's the smithiest of the geeks that I know. And um, he decided or that... Or the geekiest of smiths. Yes, or that. Probably the, that the, one. Um, you know, like that one better? Probably. The geekiest of smiths? Yeah, I like it better, yeah, too. Probably makes the most sense. So anyways, Wes, the geekiest of smiths, Swain, um, decided that Andy Berkey needed this new shape co. Is that what it's called, right? The uh, Shaper. The, no, it's shaper. called a shaper. Shaper Shaper by origin. Shaper no, it's the origin is the model. The shaper by, is oh, the, the origin by shaper. Origin by shaper. Yeah. The, it's the handheld CNC router um, that Andy Berkey fell in love with at the Maker Fair out on the West Coast. And uh, if there's anybody, I was just, there. I saw the love. He really did fall in love with it. He like petted it. He did. He did some obscene things to it. But it's another story, another podcast. But go ahead. Yeah, that's that's the other podcast. But so um so uh, we all pitched in behind Andy's back to buy into the you know, the pre-order of one of these for him because we, we love Andy and we can't think of a more deserving person to use this machine than him. I, I can't wait to see. I know that it's going to be a while before he gets it and then he's going to have to learn how to use it because it's requires a computer, which I don't think Andy even owns. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but uh so there's gonna be there's gonna be a learning curve to it you know and um but i can't wait to see the work that he does with this but so so wes and uh izzy uh and um other people were having a hangout and they got andy in on this hangout and they revealed to him the that they bought that we all pitched in to buy him this thing and uh, and th- so they catch him as like a surprise video, and you guys haven't seen it yet. The links in the no. in the but we did it. It was a GoFundMe that he did, right? It was a GoFundMe, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. So yeah. when I say everybody pitched in, it's 2016. That's what I meant. Uh- well, the cool part was Andy was in Andy was in Hawaii at the time, and he was busy just enjoying Hawaii, taking a lot of pictures. Yeah, he was actually so I think, was in the airport on his way out of Hawaii, and so he's all chill and relaxed. Like, oh hey guys, I see you. I've been on vacation. This and that. like, oh, and so Wes is like, look what I just bought, and he shows him a picture of the the shaper. And, uh, you know, he's like, oh, I'm so jealous. He's like, yeah, but I didn't buy it for me. I bought it for you. And then that's when it gets fun because you get to watch Andy cry like a little kid. So, <laughs> so go watch the video. We love you, Andy. Okay, and, I'm going to see that. Make happily. So I think we're done. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm just going to give you mine real quick. And then, uh, oh. and then we can get the heck out of here. Uh, nice guys, by the way. Uh, Sean from Stone and Sons Workshop. I know I said it was going to do different, but I'm going to do this one. I don't think I've ever talked about Sean before, but he does some incredible videos. He just had 10,000 subscribers, um, and he's just a really, really great maker. He works with Reclaimed. He does all the same kind of stuff that we do. Mm. He's killer. Check out the link. Um, nice guy. Yeah, super nice guy. And he's sort of in touch with a lot of makers as well, so good dude. Our channels on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. I am Phil Pinsky. WilliamLutz.com, TimSway.net, on iTunes, please leave us a review, um, and Patreon.com slash Reclaimed Audio, we'd really appreciate your support. Tim, you had your finger up. No, oh, I didn't. All right. Just because we're at like a, an hour ten, so I wanted to sort of zip through it. Um, yeah. You guys have heard our pitches and pleas for both reviews on iTunes and for support on Patreon. I'll leave it at that this time. Sounds and, good. And unless you got anything else, which I guess you do, Bill? 
Uh, no, I really just wanted to say thank you both. I love you. Thank you to everybody who listens. I love you. And we'll see you next week. Have a good one, guys. Be good. Be good. Be good. Be good. Be good. Be good. Be good.